Welcome to SlayerFest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me is my lovely co-host, author of Surrender Your Sons. Adam Sass. Hi, Adam. Hi, how are ya? Good, good. How you doing? Happy Easter. Happy, happy Easter. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is a beautiful day out. Um, and I am, I am very hammed. Um, Love it. So I'm, I'm white knuckling it right now. I'm very <laughs> sleepy. My husband is napping. <laughs> Um, but yes, so joining us, we have three amazing guests and I will, uh, I will not waste time, uh, introducing them. So first up, we have got blogger and PhD student, Ashley Smalls. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Hello. And then we have Marvel alum and comic book editor. Jay Justice. Hi, Jay. Um, and then last but not least, we have got a YA author and Wiccan and Hulkling obsessive fan. Julian Winters. Julian Winters, hello. hello. Trying to get you on Slayer Fest. I know. Dream come um, true for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, two YA authors on this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Julian and I um have a have a recurring gag online that we are in an ongoing legal battle <laughs> that some people have decided to think is real. It is real, and I'm getting my money. <laughs> I am only here to secure the bag, honey. <laughs> secure the bag for me. Yes, I am. I like every time I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm in a gag order right now because I, you know, I've signed several NDAs. I can't discuss anything while the trial with Julian is ongoing. And, the, and, and people are literally damning me with like the coffee cup emoji being like, what's going on? And I was like, could you? <laughs> I would be talking about this online. Anyway, Julian and I go way back. So I'm very, very excited <laughs> to have Julian and, and Ashley and Jay on today to discuss The Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode three. We are halfway through the season. Is that possible? Wow. It feels so weird. You're getting right? quality over quantity with this season. So. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Well, plus we are getting these, luxu- we're getting these luxurious, like 53 minute things. Those of us who were routinely punished for WandaVision's uh, cut to credits uh, after like <laughs> 17 minutes are like, I don't even know what to do with myself with that 53 minute runtime. I mean, WandaVision was like concentrated shots of caffeine and this is like a nice like venti latte where there's lots of cream and lots of flavor and some caffeine in there. Okay. But they're both equally valid beverages and I'm here for each of them. All right. Very good. Right. Very good. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah, WandaVision was a for loco. So go. <laughs> well, I love that. <laughs> Before we get into it, I so this was the first episode where like thing like things were spoiled for me from Twitter. Cause normally yeah. I feel like Twitter isn't talking that much about this show. Fun fact, that's actually how I found uh, our guest Ashley, because Ashley has some really good Falcon and Winter Soldier tweets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, my problem is I tweet the first thing that basically comes to mind, and um, <laughs> next thing I knew, you know, it gets a bit of a life of its own. Uh, <laughs> they're they're like really good. Um, so, but th- not, but you didn't spoil it for me. Other people did. The I knew that now, they went to. Why would you go on Twitter before you done watch the episode, Boo Boo? Well, well, because this show, it felt like there wasn't a lot of chatter about it. It felt like Wandavision. It was like you can't, you gotta watch it as soon as you wake up. This felt more yeah. like, man, no one really cares. Yeah, and I think so- I'm just a Marvel junkie who has to get it in my veins immediately and the mm. internet can wait until after i've done that that's just how i am <laughs> yeah well because julian you know you and i were talking i think like i think you and ian were kind of both taking a little more not necessarily a gotta wake up and gotta set that alarm and watch it friday morning yeah yeah right um yeah it, and, and yeah like like ian said it hasn't been that much chatter online about it so i could like take my time with it 
versus with WandaVision, it's like I couldn't even log on to like my Instagram account without a spoiler oh popping up. Right? I think there really is a community-based aspect to who was talking about stuff because y'all just following the wrong people. I'm going to put it to you like this. In the Black community, if there's a Black superhero in anything, folks are going to talk true. about it. Yeah. And if you're following the right people, we were immediately on the ball with every single thing. Like, oh, did you hear that Sam got a new moisturizer? Girl, I see that you got that shit <laughs> in there. Like, whatever we're talking about, it is happening. But in my case, because I love this franchise so much, y'all consider yourselves lucky that I'm talking about it with you because I usually talk to my friends. I don't really be out here <laughs> with my with my secretly hilarious opinions because it's so intense for me. But like, you know what? I think I this is an episode I can talk about, and it's like I'm bearing my soul right. on how like I love I love these characters. I'm just saying. I had seen tweets, but it was I think the first two episodes, like good as they were, I think we can maybe agree there weren't like surprises cliffhangers gags yeah. like it was a little more like setting up and and kind of feeling out the world so it wasn't stuff that could be spoiled with a single screen grab yeah. i mean it depends on what it is like example we didn't know where sam was from if you are a real falcon fan and you're waiting for the mcu version and the minute you saw louisiana do you know that you could hear the hollering from nola like ah! <laughs> <laughs> so to me big rich characterization that's a spoiler like so yeah okay that, that is a matter of uh point of view i think that's good <laughs> yeah. so i will say for this episode the madripoor reveal was spoiled Ao showing up at the end and Sharon showing up all that those were Io. like immediately Io uh, were all immediately spoiled for me. I actually kind of was bummed that Io was only at the end because I saw kept seeing that picture. I was like, oh cool, she's gonna be in this episode, and then I was like, oh she's only at the like I kind of was like waiting for her to be like part of the gang, like fighting their no, fight. No, that's not them. how. This is not how Dora operates. <laughs> fair, also fair. They're not part of your gang. um but those were the things that i knew just from like opening twitter and like madripoor i feel like is our biggest eh, it doesn't matter we'll get there but it's like you know i was excited because of x-men and x-men are my faves Mm. well it frankly i mean we'll get there when we get there but like it felt very attack of the clones it felt very star wars i felt like somebody (gasps) was going to ask me to buy some death sticks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it just was very, yeah very moss high it was a little just like one of those like oh like ooh villains come here to this land yeah 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 it was very uh very cyberpunk like yeah. just yeah like they have yeah which it shouldn't say flawless but they have their own uh their own sort of code mm-hmm. um that they would abide to but yeah i was watching it thinking like this is very cyberpunk or this is what the cyberpunk game had intended to do hmm. i think it's really interesting the architecture was really beautiful and you you felt like you were in southeast asia but a fascinating yes. aspect of it was that there was a very little southeast asian representation in terms of casting yes and the hilarious part of this no if you think about it this is really deep the criminal element of madripoor is colonizers and settlers coming here with their crime mm-hmm. and it's not the local people so yeah. that's what they were really showing me you saw so much diversity in terms of like ah this is a european this is a black person it's like and we're we're really seeing what it's like here people come here to hide from their problems in their own country so i thought that was a really interesting way of showing like Ooh. just what makes up the criminal element in this this area yeah. it is the other folks coming in and starting uh, nonsense yes yeah, i like how people hide their like kind of laundered money in like a canary mm-hmm. islands account but it's for their person Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but let's get into the beginning of the episode. So we get this like infomercial that's like talking about the blip um, that I'm so used to watching like Hulu all the time. So I feel like that's a platform I watch yeah. the most. And I thought it was a commercial at the top of the episode. I was like, oh, there's a commercial. 
<laughs> Do you know what it felt like? It felt very, it reminded me of um, Skynet. It reminded me of like, um, if anybody ever gone to like Universal, like the Terminator show ride they had there, there was like a Skynet. Like it was like this very like, um, it was very upbeat and had all this kind of beautiful stock footage, but was like about it under, like there was like an undertone of ominousness to it. It was like, yeah. oh, we're here today. I was like, oh, we're doing the opposite of what this commercial saying. <laughs> <laughs> so we get this opening with this like Johnny Walker cap. I thought this was like a perfect scene of like showing who he is because they've been like wavering with trying, kind of wanting us to feel bad for him and like wanting us to hate him. But I loved him yelling like a child, like, don't you know who I am? With even like his voice cracking a little bit. I thought that was like a perfect showing us who he is because, and the fact that like Cap, I'm, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I know I love Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, but like, I feel like that Cap maybe would have gone with like Bucky and Falcon and not like a whole SWAT team. Um, and the fact right. that he's backed by this like big team and like, he is definitely... I feel like a cop, like he's like more that than like superhero guy. That's what I want to say. Can we just call him USA agent? Cause that's who he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. USA agent. And there's no way that Captain America is going to go after a little girl who stole some vaccines to give to poor people. Right. They would not have right. been able to get Steve to go on this op period. Mm. Like this, this if, would not have happened. Like they would have been like, okay, but why, why don't they have vaccines? <laughs> What's <laughs> happening? Like, Why are we not distributing distributing things the way they should be given in the first place like that whole thing was a hot mess and he yeah. has earned the title of like kylo ren captain america because that was so <laughs> immature and ridiculous like oh my god i did love the man spit in his face though i was like Ooh, yeah, oh yeah disgusting. Oh, even, um, oh. even the response he's like do you know who i am and she's like i know and i don't care and i feel like i've been saying that on twitter now for three weeks straight oh yeah absolutely. like i'm <laughs> just like i've never related so much to a line, I just, if you follow me like on Twitter, you know, I, I can't stand John Walker. I can't. And I will only <laughs> refer to him as John Walker. I'm not referring to him as Captain America. USA agent. Exactly. Right now you Captain like, America. To be honest, I've given him quite a few names that I really probably shouldn't say in public, but like, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm not calling you that. It is, that whole scene was just, you know, on one hand, of course I loved it because of, of the line, but also it yeah. just really shows how much stock john walker puts into that costume and that mm -hmm. shield like not yeah. in the actual role or position in itself like so right. much of steve rogers story is about being more than that shield and being more than that costume and that mask yeah. and then we have john walker where he gets the shield and thinks that everything in a way that steve rogers kind of earned is supposed to like be cemented in that shield so when he carries it like it it shows that he is just as worthy of it or something and it's like as we see from people who, in a way, are, are you know, you know, fighting for their livelihoods and things like that, it's like we don't give a damn about you in that in that shield. Um, and so <laughs> I really just that whole, do you know who I am? And it's like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to come a little harder. Have to, I shouldn't even say harder because clearly your idea of coming harder is something different than what we are right, talking yeah. about here. <laughs> but you need to do something different because what you're doing, it's not slapping the way you think. So you know, if you're trying to resonate with people. This ain't it. I mean, let's start with the fact that like your first mission, I'm putting air quotes around that, you know, you have to follow <laughs> Falcon. Who, come on, like right. regroup. 
<laughs> I want him resonate with a trash compactor. I'm so done with this dude. <laughs> if you're gonna be honest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they followed Falcon, and then we're like, "Ooh, you got your asses checked," but it's like, "But you got your ass checked." Exactly. Too. Like, Y'all yes. didn't even help. Thank <laughs> you. I'm like, at least like Falcon and Winter Soldier, they they weren't prepared. They genuinely were like thinking they were about to save a hostage. You right. went in prepared and still got your ass beat. So what yeah. is your excuse exactly? Um, here? If, yeah. if we keep it at 100. Sam would have been successful by his damn self. Bucky fucked up the whole mission. True. <laughs> Sam was still trying to get surveillance. He would have seen that that was a cooperative person in the truck if he had just been allowed to keep watching. Yo, Red right. Wing died for nothing. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm still mad. Bucky first running in there half cocked with his, I got, a, I got a vibranium arm. I could do the thing. Man, if you don't sit down. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Ian, I don't even like you calling him like Johnny Walker because I feel like that's a disrespect to the scotch. So I feel like <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's just for now on Slayer Fest will only I need you to put out a press release we're only calling him John Walker or you <laughs> and you know what while we're on the subject of names though I don't like him calling Bucky Bucky either right? I said this it before. sounds too friendly yeah no. he came in acting like he knew everybody I really didn't like that all right, is Sergeant Barnes to you? You know, <laughs> I did a whole vote with with the other fans too. We decided it's Sergeant Barnes. So I don't know if they can go back and edit, but they have to. Let's <laughs> um, make our own version. Yeah. You can tell Bucky hates it too because Bucky is so grim and quiet the whole rest of the show. The second anybody starts asking about uh, New Cap or, or or anything, oh. like the second they mention his name. He just starts, you know how like a, when, when a guy's like really quiet, but then you start touching on his topic and like, he's just like, oh, don't get me started about John Walker. I don't want to mm-hmm. like, he just, he just starts rattling off. You know, it reminds me of, I, um, I had a friend, I had, I had an old group of friends and they used to have like a stupid nickname for me. And one oh. of those friends dated this girl that like, I could not stand and so it would piss me off when she would use the nickname. It didn't piss me off any other time. But like when she used it, I'd be like, mm. like, you're not allowed to use that word. Like, We're breaking all kinds of friend code right here. No. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we, uh, Julian, I feel like I, what do you think of <laughs> Johnny just, Walker? and <laughs> John Walker. Um, you know, that whole scene, uh, that whole opening for me, I, for the first two episodes, I was trying to, I've been coming at this with like, okay, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. They're building something here. They're going to, you know, give me something about this character that's going to make them late or something. And that scene just decided for me that no there is no there's going to be no layer to this character there's not going to be a redeeming arc and i hope by the end of the the series that they don't try to turn him around as just some you know some guy who just gets it all of a sudden because it just doesn't seem like that's who he is uh and i just decided like he's just he's such a throwaway character like his scenes just they don't move the story for me at all yeah. um and mm-hmm. that whole opening was just like eh, okay i mean you know Yay for you. You got a little pissed off, but I'm not feeling you at all anymore. I don't feel like there's any depth to him. He has two layers. It's a layer of rancid mayonnaise over a stale saltine. (laughs) (laughs) I think like his character, if they don't go full villain with him, he's just going to keep gumming up the world. I feel like he's going to be one of those characters who's like, oh shit, they they, would have had him if he didn't butt in at the last minute at the wrong minute. Yeah. Yeah. The way I hope he dies to like avenge something or like to have some kind of heroic death that absolves all of his stupidness or whatever, and we can we can, we can pretend to be sad and then move on. I cannot wait. <laughs> I just hope he dies. <laughs> all of you. I I will say as a kid, I did like. I mean, but I was a fucking kid. I liked all the like darker characters, so I always thought like, ooh, cool, he's a cat, but like 
wears black. <laughs> and, and he's going to tell someone to shut up. <laughs> I like dark characters that are honest about it. Yeah, he's that's so fair. two-faced. That's what I don't like. Nah, you got to keep it real. Mm-mm. You could tell you could like step wrong with him real quickly. Like you could like say the wrong thing and he'd get, oh, absolutely. He'd, he'd turn on you. Like he's that yeah. guy. Yeah. But so we move on to uh, Bucky and Falcon going to see Zemo. Oh. <laughs> so it's very weird because I, I felt like the previous two episodes, the plot wasn't really moving that fast, but I feel like this episode, everything moved very fast. Um, and we went from like, the like you know the end of the last episode had that like cliffhanger of like this like very epic music playing and we're like going through the halls and seeing zemo play and then we're just kind of like nope zemo's in the group like he's here (laughs) yeah it was a very quick like montage of him escaping (laughs) so easily right and 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 then that's it like and it it did feel a bit rushed just to get him as part of the whole plot well it was kind of a it would they kind of did it how they would do like oceans 11 plans like it would be like okay, here's what we're going to do. What we're going to do is we're going to get these two fighting. And then, and then it was like, oh, wait, they already, he already just did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe there was, there wouldn't have been a little more panic. I feel like, a, I don't know, like that. that panic a, on whose part? That we maybe would have seen like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this was in, uh, like in Civil War, like there would have been such a big deal made of like, this guy broke out of prison. But it was but like, remember, oh, he's been there for years. The, okay, so I'm going to give a little real-world um, like opinion here. Right. Uh, my mom was a correction officer for the state of New York for 25 years. And whenever you get a big high-profile – she talked about work a lot. <laughs> when you get a big high-profile uh, murderer like this guy, the first few years you're, like, you're kind of like tense. But once it starts to sink in that he may be a baron on the outside, but in here he's just another guy in, in, in permanent isolation because he can't be trusted in Gen Pop, you mm. don't worry as much. You get lax. And it's it is it is yeah I'm telling you it happens and then before you know it someone leaves a razor blade somewhere and someone's dead and the guy's gone so (laughs) I wasn't surprised at all by that and I don't know if you guys ever made any fan films but like as someone who has worked on fan films before I feel that the way they did that scene saved a lot of time narratively so rather Mm -hmm. than show us it happening and then Sam finding out the way they did it was actually really smart filmmaking in my opinion because it allowed us to see exactly how it unfurled in a way that moved the plot along while simultaneously filling Sam in. So I, I actually really liked the cinematography in that, in that particular scene. I thought it was really good. I mean, I am happy that we're kind of just getting to business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say a thing I, and I keep noticing this only because so many people were like, Wanda's the villain. And like Wanda didn't murder people. And I keep thinking, wow, so many people get murdered in all of their plans. There's a body count. Like, yeah. Because I also thought like, oh, wow. Zemo just murdered a bunch of guards. Like, mm, that was part of Bucky's plan. It's maybe not the best. But I the only reason I'm like noticing it is I feel like Winter it, they're going for more of like Captain America Winter Soldier vibes where it's more like a superhero movie in a spy movie or like in an espionage movie. So I get that like that's going to happen, but I just keep noticing it just because people were so like wanting to like, you know, crucify Wanda for keeping this town captive and i'm like oh but so many people are dying because well, of two, two two things about that one wanda uh we're, we're downplaying the psychological harm brought to, upon like men women and children in this sound so just because right. they didn't die doesn't mean that they are not going to be permanently scarred from this and number two bucky is extremely desensitized to death he he sees everything as this is unfortunate but my goal is all-encompassing and i have no friends i have no family i have nothing but <laughs> 
living up to the legacy that Steve left me when he abandoned me to go be, you know, happy housewife or whatever. So I feel like Bucky's POV is we are doing what we have to do. People die. It happens. You know, boohoo. What's the next step? Like that's right. So I'm not saying it's right, but that's his mindset. He's going to keep pushing. Yeah, no. And and like, definitely. I agree with you. I I mean, more like the fans were like, and you're Uh, right. Yeah. Like, no, fans are cool with a body count. (laughs) because this definitely has like kind of a 90s thriller like maybe even a dash of jerry bruckheimer vibe in in this thing where it's just like yeah you're gonna see some bodies and and that's and that's the tone of this right and i do i i like this version of zemo but it does feel very different than the version we had gotten in civil war Mm -hmm. right julian what were your thoughts on that (laughs) i mean zemo this Zemo, I, I, I like this Zemo. Uh, I like, I mean, the, like, I definitely appreciate um, the villain that he played in Civil War. But I, like, this time I, I get to see personality while he's, you know, racking up a body count. Um, and, I, and I appreciate that, you know, like, it, it feels like I'm getting to really know this character and know that he's not just, you know, one-sided, one mission, and that's all he's about. I mean, the guy, he's clever, he's I mean, it's funny as hell after he's killing people. I, I I appreciate that so much. I just, you know, wish that, you know, with the first two episodes just taking their time through everything, this one, I, because I, I enjoyed the Zemo character so much, I enjoyed him from the comic books as well. Um, I, I wanted some more. I wanted some more of his exchange with Bucky, you know, between the cells, that very Silence of the Lambs kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah. I wanted more of that. And I did, I understand I can't get it. That's fine. We'll move along. But uh, I'm, I'm enjoying, you know, the character. I, I, I think he brings a different dynamic to the, and I love his whole third wheel between this whole, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, he's, he's providing great comic relief between the tension and the humor between um, Sam and Bucky. So I, I, yeah. I dig it. You know, let him kill some more people. I'm fine with it. He's bringing like a Loki <laughs> vibe. Like he's like, oh, these yeah. two are fighting. I will very easily be able to get away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at the same time, he sticks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I. It is very Loki. It is, and I. I can appreciate that. Um, I just. I wasn't at the start of the show. Like I was like, Oh, they're bringing Sharon and Zemo back. Hmm. Like I felt very like, mm, those aren't characters I cared about in the movies, but <laughs> I have, I have liked the way they've reintroduced them. Um, we will talk about Sharon when we get there. Cause I don't know mm-hmm. that she lands for me a hundred percent, but I appreciate that. And it's very comic booky too. I think very like comic accurate to be like, well, now this person's writing this character, so they're going to be a little bit more charming or a little bit more this. That's um, fair. You know what I mean? Like in the comics, it's very like these characters can float in and out of stuff and like be yeah. different in each thing that they're in. So I'm okay with like this version of Zemo. I like that he's very, and like you said, Jay, it's like, I, I don't know. Also, it feels like he's running circles around them. Like he's, <laughs> it feels like even though we haven't 100% gotten there, it feels like he's still like steps ahead of Bucky and Sam. And that's in character for him. Like I want to talk a little bit about how people complained that the, this MCU Zemo is such a, so different from civil war that it's a retcon. I'm like, it's not because you're comparing someone who is like completely wrecked with grief and single-minded about one goal. And the fact that they're like, Oh, but he's a baron now. Where'd this come from? Like you're forgetting something. Money doesn't solve everything. 
him being right. wealthy is not going to bring back his wife and kid. It's not going to solve all of his problems. And it's, it wasn't relevant in Civil War because he was so focused on getting his revenge and like getting right. his plot together. People didn't question, how can this guy afford to go everywhere he's going and do everything he's doing? Clearly, he has money from somewhere. But um, <laughs> I think that the way they portrayed him in the show was, was different because he's had so much distance and time from what originally happened. And right. most of the people that he was trying to punish are dead now. So <laughs> he's not going to be the same character. No. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, we're also forgetting uh, this is this is technically like a different world, you know. Yes, between exactly. you know, this is post blip, so yep, yep. it's not like really anyone's mind is still set up the way it was before everything. You know, you don't Agreed. come back from something like that and like, all right, back to that thing I was I was I was really concerned about five six years ago. <laughs> I mean, I could also criticize uh, MCU's um, the way that they sometimes deploy their their characters, especially their villains, but they do often do a good to- a job of, of giving us nuanced characters and that includes the villains. And so yeah. just because he's now become someone who maybe in this past episode, you know, we liked some of the things we did and I saw so many like gifts of the little two seconds of him like fist pumping in the club. <laughs> yeah. like that. But that doesn't necessarily take away from who we know him as. If anything, right. you know, this is, he has always been someone who is tactical. And if he's coming into this situation, like he said, he knows that they're desperate. He's It's very easy to pick up on the tension between um, yeah. Sam and Bucky and figure out a way to maybe even use that to your advantage. Just because, and he's he's already done that a bit, right? You know, by pick, you know, he's pickpocketed Bucky's uh, notebook and see that that's a really sore spot for him. Understands right. that as much as Sam is looking out for Bucky, there's still some mistrust there. He now also knows that Bucky can tap into a Winter Soldier when he needs to. And we don't know how he'll use that when this series is over. So, like, there's still, just because we enjoyed this 40 minutes that we've gotten out of him so far does not mean that that's not going to be a switch up. It's kind of like Loki, right? We love yeah. Loki. We we have scenes of Loki that's our favorite. But through and through, we still know at any given moment, Loki can go from I'm helping the Avengers to I'm about to kill every one of them just because I can. So it's like, oh, God, don't remind me that we'd have we have a Loki with none of his character development now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> this is going to be painful. <laughs> but so uh, they're in Zemo's garage. They basically use like you said, Jay, he's a baron, so he's rich. And so they use his like all of his resources as a rich baron to help them like travel the world and i like they even specifically say that because sam says oh you're rich now and he's like i am a baron like (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was a very good like brief like catch up like yep he's rich he's got a plane we just got to keep moving and that like you said that does track for the comics um because i've always thought of baron zemo as a little bit of like a drama queen like dr doom where he like loves the flair you know and he like yeah, he's got that like kind of you know that fur trim coat, and you know, and he's got that ninety-eight year old kind of evil Alfred working for him. Like, <laughs> yeah. what about him gave you evil vibes? Cause I don't the- know. Well, because obviously he's been helping him throughout this entire like civil war and this that. So yeah, I'm so sure I imagine he's, he's Hydra. No, he's not himself <laughs> giving off evil vibes, but I'm pretty sure he's been on board with everything that Baron. Has been <laughs> I kind of feel like Zemo saw, saw Hydra as a tool as opposed to an allegiance. Mm, well, not even Hydra, fair. but it just like you know, he's he's just like, oh, you're gonna kill T'Chaka. Cool. All right, you're gonna go <laughs> yeah, this. Like cool. Like, oh yeah, no, it's it's still on site for Zemo because for that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so they get in this plane. We meet the the Alfred. We meet 
I, again, like this was, it was like so weird that at minute 13 for a show that in the previous two episodes was like very slow with where it was moving. It was like minute 13. We're already on a plane to Madripoor. Like we're, we're moving. Shit's happening. Um, I like that. Yeah. I like the Adam. I put in my notes. Oh, like an evil Prince Philip Butler, but healthier. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think I had to like ban you from sending me any more Prince Philip pictures because I can't emotionally handle. <laughs> oh wow, I'm so I thought about freaking Sleeping Beauty. I forgot you meant the the Crypt Creeper. I was like, I cannot take another uh, Poltergeist two reference. Yeah, oh, oh, Poltergeist two, <laughs> 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 just like Skull Man. Right. So, so uh, Zemo makes a really good point that I was like, oh shit! I again, I he really is like low key, and I really like that. Like he's doing some good acting here. I felt like he didn't get a lot to do in Civil War other than like be the like evil villain. Um, and I like that he makes a point about like how they idolize heroes like Cap. And I'm not happy that he's right, but he is right, right? Like yeah. you shouldn't idolize these people and. I don't know. I like that they often have him dropping these things of like, oh, he's kind of right. Like he's um, he's between the two of them, and like mm, Jay, you have a counterpoint. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what movie you were watching, but he was not a one dimensional evil villain to me in Civil War. Okay, he well. clearly had a point the entire time. He has always had a point. His point has been that power is corrupting people, and they're they're squishing the little people under their feet, and he wants that to stop. So that's consistent mm. characterization for him, in my opinion. I don't well, know. Well, right. I think it's consistent. Yeah, I think no. to Ian's point, I think like something that's like kind of like I feel like it's definitely hitting even harder maybe in this show because this show is definitely really fully all about. I mean, especially like down to like all the details we're getting with um, with Sam's family and everything is just mm-hmm. how and with New Cap, which is like just yeah. how empty all of these symbols are. Like how like um, empty this. Uh, what are they, what is it the repatriation council like like how like yeah. em, like how empty all of this stuff is can we and call I, him new coke yeah oh my god new coke it's not as good as the original it's disgusting right yeah he's the the golden palace of uh, uh captain americans yeah what i mean is i yeah i think he was more like this is less villain more like oop look you were wrong about the, like he's just kind of like I don't know. It feels like he's being shitty and right. And I felt like, yes, he had a point, but I felt like he was very like villain. I don't know. I, I, I didn't like him as much every actor more to work with 100% in this show. And like, and the, the person who had the most victimization in terms of not ever getting enough to work with, but still being in the movie technically is Bucky himself (laughs) (laughs) because he hasn't gotten to have a personality since like 1945. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really happy for him that we get to see the little bits of humor and the little bits of like, pain outside of like just just it's not so much as an owl but it's a i want to heal but i don't know how like it's just it's oh it's, it's really getting all the the notes for yeah. me in terms of like getting to see sebastian stan and really be a person and not yeah. just a weapon or a victim well he's like resisting change he's not like steve he's not jumping into the new music he's not taking sam's music like oh this. no one's ever no. gonna be able to say that Steve jumped into change to me again after he went back in time, but nice try. Very true. I mean, this is where we get into the fact that Steve's ending did not agree or go with the story that had been built with him. This is really what that is, because very much so, his entire story is about change. And then it was like, well, that was great. I'm going to go back to that thing I did (laughs) a century ago. (laughs) Like, okay. It agreed with (laughs) 
Chris Evans being finished with these movies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the writing was still a big mistake. They should have had yeah. it be that he was, he was stuck in time and couldn't come back. That's the only thing that would have made sense for his character because this made no sense. You did all this fighting for your best friend. Now yep. you have him. Like, everything's good now. You know, right. there was... You, he didn't the, even stay long enough to make sure Bucky was going to be okay. Okay. Just, did, you right, even, right. did you even ask if Bucky had a place to live first? Did you... Did you, you know, right. I mean, I know, like, he technically came back so maybe like you know he could have said some of that but it just it didn't make it just didn't make sense you did all this no. fighting so i mean so much more of steve's story is literally fighting for for bucky that's his entire narrative well that, not only that but um all that time he was with peggy carter in the past was he not like i wonder if her niece is okay yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. I was I was waiting till we got to Sharon's like part in the show to bring that up. So let's 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 like we're still going there to order. We're still on the plane. We're getting the magic four. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was a little like, wow, he did not check in on her. Okay, at all. <laughs> so we get a. Uh, I mean, we don't even need to talk. I'm just gonna quickly mention we get our flag smasher, and she. It's like we see her. I thought it was going to be her mom. It's not. It's, I guess, like a, a motherly figure. Well, that was interesting because, you know, Donya can also mean like mother mother in many other languages. So I wasn't sure if that was her name or a title. It was a uh, drag mother. Yeah, because when she calls like Donia can be just like a sign of respect. Like, exactly. when, so I, I've mentioned this before, but um, my mom and I would watch and talk about Buffy so much when I was oh. younger that my grandma Panchi would always be like Donia Buffy because we talked about her so much and she, she was a oh, hero, wow. um, which I, I give me that show. Right. Um, awesome. But so we. We get that. The woman is on her last legs. You know, she goes to apologize to her. We later learn what that was. Like, she tried to save her, but she could not um, because that doctor didn't care. Uh, but we cut to the boys entering Madripoor, and I love this. This is the shit I love. We're like, I also am going to say I liked Falcon's suit. Like, I was like, ooh, he looks Oh, my good. God. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm annoyed at his dialogue. The dialogue wasn't disrespectful of that outfit, man. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I love that Zemo was like... He was honestly, while we're on the subject of, of fashion, the way Zemo got out of prison, it was immediately like, I am wearing every, I'm wearing every fur in this closet. <laughs> I am, where are my Gucci shoes? He was, he was okay. He was like fresh out the runway. He was like, I've been in that, that, them, th those clothes that they gave me at the prison. I need, he, he was very much on it when it came down to fashion. So much so that he had Sam on it too. And he was so taken aback when Sam said he was dressed like a pimp. Uh, I, was like, I love that he had that clap back like only an yes. American would think that. That, that just, yeah, that it, hit yeah, for me. Straight up was like, no, y'all need some culture. That's what this is, okay? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. It really was, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I really like that bit, too. And Zemo just like, I feel like he's not even trying to like read him, but it is like, right. It's like, ugh, Americans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like every time Americans talk, it's a self drag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm glad that everyone else liked the suit. Cause I was like, wait, I like this. It suit. was it's beautiful. So you kidding me? I'll make one for my American girl doll right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to talk about that drink. They made him drink because I would have drunk um, that. Extra I protein. <laughs> Anthony Mackie had some A plus acting. Yeah, <laughs> trying to be cool with drinking whatever that was. Yeah, that thumbs up. I wanted to die. I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you definitely ain't no smiling tiger. They're like, "Who is this dude?" <laughs> 
that right? I was like, that bartender definitely knows it's not him, right? Because the bartender yeah, was even like, yeah, but he's also trying not to get shot, so he ain't gonna say nothing. <laughs> right? The bartender's like, not my, not my problem. He's like, like yeah, y'all figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> he completely, like it was. I think it was for me. It was the fake out. Like he was gonna drink, and he and he just couldn't. It was like the first. <laughs> little like no nope. okay now yeah. yep um so we see we get our first glimpse of sharon we i mean i knew it was her because she's like putting up her hood in the bar yeah yeah and i was kind of like oh cool like i i did think we since zemo was revealed last episode i thought sharon would be at the end which i'm glad they didn't do because like we all knew she was gonna be the show it doesn't need to be you know a, a re- reveal cliffhanger right yeah. so sam so sam and bucky <laughs> they kind of now i can't remember is it that the People at the bar are mad that Zemo's there, or do they know that they're faking it? So basically, the whole the whole situation with the bar is that you, as you described it as a, a hive of scum and villainy, everyone is there on the on the the take. Everyone is basically being controlled or being paid by the power broker, and anything is up for grabs if you have the right allegiance. So if anybody messes up or steps out of line, the whole bar will turn on you because they know that that's how you survive in this place. So it's not right. that they were mad that Zemo was there. He hadn't been there in a while, and they weren't sure of, like, okay, he's not really of Madripoor. He's just here to get something. And if we can get it first, or if we can prove that we're, you know, allegiance to the power broker, that's that's how we stay on top. Mm. So you're just, you're all showing that you're on the same side. If you all pull a gun on the same person, you're not getting shot. That's how that works. <laughs> that's, that's every gang environment I've ever, like, uh, seen in fictional things. I'm not in the gang. <laughs> um, but so they go, then they get to see uh, Selby after... Uh, yeah. Bucky goes into his Winter Soldier and he kicks the shit out of all those people, mm-hmm. um, which I did think was a pretty good action scene. I did. It was oh, a good yeah. fight. Yeah. Yeah. I also am always into a bar fight with like superheroes. I don't know why that's always like, <laughs> I'm a sucker for it. Anytime <laughs> Jessica Jones got into a fight, I'd be like, yeah, kick these dudes ass. <laughs> but so we go to see Selby, uh, who I kind of thought would end up being someone, but wasn't right i don't think that she has a comic analog either right did, did we get pronouns because i was like is selby non-binary because if so i'm here for it oh i i that they, they, been cool. were, they were careful to not use any pronouns when speaking about them so we didn't know what gender they were and then i was like Ooh, okay right. okay that was cool that was cool but then selby uh dies once yeah see like this like now i'm like a little because mcu i love it dearly but this is where you know when they bring in more when he bring more diverse characters and then mm-hmm. it's like i hope you enjoyed this 20 seconds because <laughs> it's literally all it was it was like 20 <laughs> seconds that's where we're gonna see it. selby black widow it's like in the first episode when adam and i were talking about how we thought torres was dead when the flag smasher like you know <gasps> mortal yeah. Kombat smashes him yeah and adam was like and now we're back down to zero Latinx character. Yeah, it was, I was like, oh, that's good. we're done there. Okay, but it like <laughs> he survived. He survived. Like they whipped him around, like Hulk whipped Loki around on that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know how he survived that with a broken orbital. Poor baby. <laughs> but, but, but even then, he's just like he's on the phone, upright in the next scene, being like, well, okay. Army strong. There we go. <laughs> I was like, there's that toxic masculinity. He does not want to see. He did nobody. He doesn't want anybody seeing him. So Sam gets a phone call from his sister. He doesn't have his phone on silent. Being idiot. Full straight guy. I was like, that's. I haven't had sounds on on my phone in right 
seven years that we've never Yeah, had. no, but seriously, like who who has their ringtone? Who? Who? Who does it anymore? Why would you even bring your real phone on a freaking covert op anyway? Okay. That's, okay, that's what I'm wondering. That's my whole thought process the whole time was why do you have your actual phone with you, sir? What's going okay. on here? A whole fool. And why is it on? Like the people who are important to you, who you need in this moment are with you. So why what what could anyone call you or text you about in this moment that you would need to know about immediately? You couldn't turn it off. <laughs> and like listen, and in the before times, before you know COVID, like I would go down the line with if I went with friends, I'd be like, is it completely off that phone? Like I would not have allowed him to walk into Madripoor. We would not have even gone, we would not have gotten into the car. Wait, how does he have service in Madripoor? Hold on. <laughs> 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 he got the international national plan? Like, oh, okay. Why are you paying for this? This is a lot. You gotta be kidding me. I appreciate that he almost gets away with it. Like, almost. So until his, his sister actually says Sam. <sighs> but then Sharon shoots Selby, and then they quickly dispose of these guards. Um, and then they're running away. Sam has the very good line of, I can't run in these heels. That was hilarious. <laughs> God. Um, and then we then we meet up with Sharon, right? Then they she's the one that saved them. Mm-hmm. She brings them to her place. I wanted to know what you all thought of this. She was like a big, big deal in Madripoor. I mean, she had this like beautiful place. She was throwing a party. All right. I'm going to speak up for the age of 13 hive. We deserve this. (laughs) I feel like people who say, oh, I wasn't really into her character. You don't understand that this character is Captain America lore. She deserves to be in this show 100%. And I think it's a hilarious, if, if predictable way to sidestep the whole well, are they ever going to address her and Steve Rogers? Because if Steve had stayed in this timeline, they would have been a thing. That is guaranteed. That would have been right. that would have been her storyline. She'd still be Agent 13. She'd still be with Steve. That would have been a done, a done deal. The best way to sidestep the whole, does she have any kind of like hangups about that, is to ruin her entire life so that she <laughs> doesn't care about Steve fucking Rogers anymore. Because if your roof is leaking and then the house burns down, you ain't bitching about the leaky roof no more. So we just avoided the whole continuity issue of her <laughs> and Steve having a thing and then him going back in time to be with her on because she has nothing she is an expat she is a, a, a person without a country and she's out here in Madripoor trying to build a life by basically being a criminal enterprise herself and like Bucky's re- response of like oh wow she's kind of terrible now I'm like Bucky you know what it's like to have nothing okay like the, the country kind of betrayed her because if she hadn't stolen the shield and the and the jetpack we would not be here right now like she's right. she should be thanked it is right. like is Sharon the honorary black woman of the show? Like, what? She got nothing. <laughs> like, what the hell? I was so mad. <laughs> well, and it was like, and then, like, it kind of went into this, like, kind of, if you think about it, character assassination of Steve. Because it's just like, well, the implications of that or that. That like, was a character know, suicide of Steve. He did this to his damn self. Next yeah. question. <laughs> okay, then, okay, then he sucks as well. Then this mm-hmm. is backing up the theme of don't idolize. Uh, yes, single exactly. That underlines the entire point. Yeah. yeah, which there you go. So now she's this like Mr. Big of stolen art, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashley, what did you think of this this version of Sharon? My mind is I don't want to skip ahead because my mind is on more so her taking on damn near everybody while uh, yeah. Sam yeah. and Bucky <laughs> were trying to trying to get answers, um, which just was absolutely phenomenal. But just in going back to the whole, I mean, I think it really just shows the the two sides of this, you know, because it's like as we're talking about, because a whole the whole point of of the flag smashers um, is really this whole everything was great post 
was wasn't all that bad during the blip. It was actually mm-hmm. working out for a few of us. Um, and you know, when we just look back to now people are back and you know how people's situations are turned, you know, it is just interesting, you know, like we see someone like Bucky who he's been pardoned, he's been forgiven, and we know that he's still reckoning with himself and all and all that he has that he did before. Mm-hmm. But he's been given very much a scapegoat. And on top of that, you know, between his relationship with Sam as well as, you know, all the people who know him through Steve, and even if it's just because of their relationship with Steve, will look out for him. You know, even through all the 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 red on his ledger, as as Black Widow used to call it, you know, he'll he'll still be okay. And then we have Sharon, who post blip, nothing's improving for her. <laughs> nothing's really, right. you know, I mean, she's made a way for herself, thankfully, in this place where she's been basically able to uh, seek refuge. And I don't get me wrong, I do think, you know, we know that there's probably a little bit more to the story as we saw when she left and she said um, she made a comment about a whole lot of red flags or something like that. But it's, it's just really interesting, to, especially with someone in a in more so a main that we're familiar with to see how they've been affected post-Blit. Um, just because I feel like it's easy for the MCU to depict the Flag Smashers as the villains, even though, you know, whole other conversation I would love to have is the fact that, like, <laughs> these are marginalized people who are fighting for resources. And, you know, uh, we had um, Carly who blew up that building. I felt like it was a little out of character for her because it was oh like, these are just people who are, yep. it just, it wasn't like she wasn't some raged, you know, these are people who they went and got powers to protect themselves. These are people who, you know, they are, they were targeted but they're just fighting for access. And of course they had to do something really wild to make us hate them, like blowing up, you know, innocent people, right. which just did not make sense. Cause literally what they've been doing is getting resources for innocent people. But just to see now another side of that whole dynamic in terms of, of Sharon, who's, you know, she's not in the exact situation as the flag smashers, but just like, I imagine less people being around would probably work in her favor since people being back isn't exact. You know, if, if, if Sam pulls through and I'm sure he will, it, it'll work for her. But like that in itself, it's like, you know, they were on the run. They ended up in Niagara 4 and, and running into her. If, if those chances had it been taken, she'd just be stuck in the middle of somewhere. Uh, enemy number one, because she helped out Captain America while... Captain America's best friend, who's you know, kill list is way bigger than that notebook. <laughs> he's 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 safe. So it's it's yeah. just it's really. Um, I, I both love the dynamic of it, I, but I, I will say, just in terms of a bit of criticism, I didn't like the you know her really kind of ragging. Oh, you were Mister America, you know. She kind of called him uh, Captain America's bitch. If we're gonna be honest, <laughs> but where did she lie though? She did not lie. She said several <laughs> truths. She said several truths. Right, even though she was very odd, but it just. They, they, they do this thing of like getting a little out of character to try and enforce our mentality a certain way. And I think there's a way to still, although, you know what, to be fair though, I guess if I had to, I, I, I don't want to say radicalize, but if everyone basically turned their back on me and they're all living happily ever after and I'm over here, I guess I'd be a little less happy go lucky too. So I guess it's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Man, we are, we are like on the same page with a lot of this stuff, but an in-character explanation for why Carly, because like obviously outside of the show, yeah, it's very typical to make the sympathetic villain do a terrible thing, so we don't like him anymore. But in in universe, there is no such thing as an Erskine derivative um, super soldier serum that has no side effects. Mm-hmm. And the side effect of the one that he gave, that the the knockoff dude gave everybody else, is mental instability. So mm-hmm. it's gonna come out that 
even though the the people in the movie or in the show don't have the same big bulky bodies as Steve and they don't age as fast as Isaiah and they don't have cellular degradation, they're not going to have the same mentality that they had before they got the serum. So that's why mm. she did that. Mm. And the other uh, issue I had was, you know, Sharon being horribly mistreated by the government and being like, you know, basically public enemy number one and Bucky gets away with anything. Bucky has provable lack of cognitive ability and control for all of the crimes he committed. Mm-hmm. Every single he's been a POW this entire time, and it is well documented. So there would be no way to legally prosecute him unless you invoke the Patriot Act if you were if you were to go that route. Whereas Sharon was completely in control of herself when she very publicly stole from the government and gave it and gave stuff to technically criminals at the time. So she would need a real good attorney to really be able to overcome that. And I think it's I still think it's unfair, but like I can see how this would happen and it does make sense and Sharon being super bitter about all of this is entirely valid and I'm dying to see where they go with the whole ah yes she's got a she's got some people some allies and she's doing something in Madripoor and like she's got some some next steps she's gonna take that we don't get to see because we're following you know the Hardy Boys on their next mission (laughs) (laughs) but Julian what did you think of this version of Sharon I loved every second that she was on the screen I was (laughs) sitting upright leaning forward i was i was dying over because it is so there's they did so many great things because her first you know her only two appearances we saw like she was so much about steve and she was so much about her job and shield and everything else like that was that was her character and i i respect her because she she still had a little bit of personality but that was so much her and then the job fucked her and so then she decided this okay so so i gave all this to the job and the job just said okay well we you know you did this. Uh, we don't care. He's America's hero. You still, you know, broke XYZ law. We're done with you. And then she just decided, okay, well, I'm going to look out for me. I'm going to keep it real now. Since, since you're going to keep it real with me and this is how you feel about me, this is how I feel about that. I love when she ripped um, Bucky and Sam a new one about, you know, their characters and who they are because it, it just feels so true to when you've been betrayed on that many levels, when you've just been left hanging and hanging to dry and having to fend for yourself and essentially build, you know, a whole new life. She can't talk to her family. Her dad doesn't even know if she's alive and things like that. You, you just kind of go into this mode where you're allowed to just say, well, fuck y'all. This is, this is what I'm (laughs) going to do. And that's the, the, you know, that's the route that you want to continue to follow and bless you. Good luck on that path, but it did me (laughs) wrong. And I'm going to let you know about it. And I, I appreciate that so much about her character while she was still very much, but I guess I'll help y'all because, you know, at the end of the day, it might help me too kind of thing. And I love the line that she, when um, her and Sam were going back and forth about how he was like, help us, help us. I'll get you a part. And she was like, okay, so now we're bargaining with my life. And that right. to me hit so hard because yeah, it's essentially what you're saying is my livelihood depends on me once again, putting my ass out on the line to help you accomplish something. And so yeah. I loved it. I, I, fully support agent 13 and Sharon <laughs> on her ma- on her mission to go ahead and reclaim her life by any means necessary. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. If I was if I was I would have been like, okay, you should be offering to get me pardoned even if I just sat here doing nothing for you. Right. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like exactly. What? Multiple times. No repayment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, like you are already in debt. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I think that's really where I'm at is like you know the minute y'all saw she was seeking refuge anywhere outside of home and she told you she can't reach out to home it should have been immediate hey if you can help yeah. us you know that'd be great 
But if we get out of this situation alive, right. the minute I'm I going to help you because I ain't thought about you for these five years. So okay. I'm going to help you. <laughs> That's wild. No, wait, they were dusted, though. They were dusted. <laughs> I get it. Them particles was probably still think, not thinking about sharing when they was floating in the air. It's fine. They were not. They were not. They weren't. Although this they definitely weren't. did have the vibe of, um, like, when my friend, like, like, if, if, what, like, if you have a friend who, like, really fucks someone over... And then that friend is out of the picture and then you're supposed to hang and like you're kind of hanging out with a friend who got fucked over by your good friend and you have to kind of like explain for them. It was a little bit of just like, oh, okay, no, I know, I know, I know Steve kind of left you hanging here while we were all dusted and kind of nobody looked up. <laughs> you know? um, and he's gone, but um, I need you to help me. <laughs> this is really, again, where, you know, Steve's story is just, you know, his, well, his ending is just so messy because it's like even beyond the whole you fought for your friend for six, seven, you know, for all these years. And then the minute you guys can finally, you know, get back to being besties, you're on, the, you know, you're going back in time. Um, but between that and then it's like, there are still so many loose ends. There's so many people who have been doing things for you. I understand you were a little distracted the past few years because Thanos, but now that situation has been resolved the way, you know, they did not allow him to just tie those loose ends, not even just with Bucky, but, you know, between this this sharing situation and there's honestly, you know, a whole group of people who stuck their neck out for you, like everything going back to normal doesn't mean normal for them necessarily. And he just, he was like, yeah, I'm taking the stones back. And that was it. And that was the end of it. And it's, it's I think, you know, we're also seeing, you know, the, the, the consequences of that. Like you got what you wanted, your friend is safe and it was fuck everybody else. Um, which is just so out of character for Steve. I'm not saying that to insult him um, right. because I'm a huge Steve Rogers fan, but it just shows how out of character for him it is that, you know, it just really makes him an asshole, but he would never do that until the, if, until, you know, so it's just, it's just, it really all just really comes back to, I understand like they needed a way to end his story, but like, and I don't want Steve to have been, you know, just die in the events of Endgame like Tony Stark did, but it's just like, at least then it would have been like, he would have made things better, but he's not here anymore. It was like, right. <laughs> his excuse away is messy. If they were determined to show that this was a choice that Steve made, the same way they show people like tying up their loose ends and like fixing up their things before they commit suicide, he should have been like, I'm going to make sure that every single person that I ever helped in this like part of my life is okay before I leave. And he would have yeah. gotten that pardon for Sharon. He would have made sure that Sam and Bucky and everyone else were going to be okay and told them, I, I just, I feel like I, w- I really want to do this. And maybe privately, not not publicly, but like to say that I, I really I want to try to make things work with with um, Peggy and I can now. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Bucky picked up on that. He wanted it in that scene and stuff like that. So it's like it's just I don't know how they could they, they could have done it in, in game and, and stuff. But like there had to have been a better way. Um, yeah, they may not even have to have done it in game. They, they, they could have easily have introduced it through this series with Sharon yeah. coming back into the picture and her saying, he visited me too. And this yep. is what he said kind of thing. Yeah. But they didn't. They left my girl hanging. They were like, thanks Chris <laughs> Evans for everything you did. 10 years. Wow. It was great. And, and then I'm not going to blame the actor entirely. Cause the writers could have figured out a better way to put it. <laughs> absolutely not. It's absolutely no. I understand. I love everything about Chris Evans to a point that it might mean he should take out a restraining order on me. But <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that they were just so focused on, you know, doing what they needed to do to make sure that his story ended. They didn't think about how his story is so entangled with everyone Mm -hmm. else's and what the after effects of that would be. And we're we're really seeing it. Um, But they definitely could have done, you know, even if, if, if fast forward to a Falcon and a Winter Soldier, if we had found out that like, you know, I mean, even with the book, um, with the notebook, if we, you know, like these little things of maybe 
we find out in this show that even though Steve left the shield to um, Sam, he left everything else to Bucky. And that's how Bucky came across the notebook. And then, you know, maybe us also finding out that he did tie those loose ends of, I need Sharon to be pardoned. I need this. I need that. And then once everything had been tied up, maybe we didn't get to see those events on screen. But in this show, we find out, you know, Steve did what he needed to do before deciding to, to go back and live the life that he wanted even though he gave no hints to anyone in the series. But like... Even though Peggy <laughs> told him to move on with his life, literally. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I just, I have to reiterate that. And not only that, but Peggy got her own show where she had a whole new love life as well. So it's just like, none of it makes sense for either person, but you did what you did and we have to deal with it. I'm never going to not be mad about that. I'm sorry. Peggy had a canonical whole ass black husband and some mixed babies in the comic book. But no, <laughs> we got to have her out here in a version of New York with no black folks in the version of California where ain't no Asian, Latino, what, nothing. So wait, I gotta keep us moving, but I gotta mention that. So, um, for our promos, I always, uh, quickly look at everyone's Instagram to like pull a photo Mm -hmm. to use to promo for the recording. And Ashley, I, the jealousy that like was going through me when I saw that you were in a picture with Chris Evans and you're touching his beard. (laughs) (laughs) My claim to fame, my claim to fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was. Definitely. I mean, I know technically getting uh, degrees and really great jobs should be in the top of my success list. But um, when I look back on this thing called life, I'm not going to lie. That's going to probably be the first thing. I remember going in. It was Ace Comic Con um, before the world became what I'm talking like we're living in post blip or something. But like, uh, but, you know, before. <laughs> but before um, before COVID, it was the uh, last Comic Con in 2019. It was June. I remember it was like a week after his birthday because I told him happy birthday, happy belated birthday too. And like, <laughs> I remember I took two pictures with him. One was, uh, I was dressed as Shuri. That's my my go-to cosplay. And then my second one, I was like, oh my God, this one has to be memorable. The first time I just hugged him. I was like, that's really basic. Are you a basic bitch, Ashley? No. So what are you going to do? <laughs> and so I went and I was like, can I touch your beard? And it was the, you know, I have a thing for the Infinity War beard. I don't, like that. I mean, yeah, because you're not blind. Like that, that beard was moisturized by the gods. My goodness. <laughs> I don't know what. That's not just coconut oil. Like, I don't know what he did, but that was, you know, just blessed. And I if went. If you take the coconut oil pills and you rub it in, it's like moisturized on both ends. Ooh. That's how you. See? Skincare <laughs> facts. Yep, Didn't yep. even know. But yeah, I, I went in for it. And that is like. Yeah, that was that would definitely be my holy grail moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't post it recently, but I have a picture of me in my Falcon costume flying with Anthony Mackie with his with his arms extending underneath my wings, and it's pretty dope. So I'll I'll use that for promo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I saw that and I was like, I need to ask Ashley about this because she touched my husband's beard, and I'm so yeah. Jealous. Can I tell you, I posted that for National Boyfriend Day last year, acting oh. like he was my boyfriend. Well, I'm not acting. You know, he absolutely is. Right. And then, um, <laughs> And he played along with it, and he was and like yeah. So I don't know if you guys follow Yvette. She actually she had a cameo in in Endgame. She was the one yep. in the elevator. Uh, and when she, oh, yeah, she, yeah, yeah. And so she, uh, you know, they do a thing where that's their Twitter boyfriend and girlfriend. And she quote tweeted me and was like, um, "Chris, can you explain this?" And then he replied <laughs> back and was like, "I can explain." And so yeah, that was so like that. That's my moment. That is. If he doesn't do anything else, I am okay with that. It's just that that is the story of Ashley Smalls and Chris Evans. <laughs> it's a good story, honestly. I would I would be okay with that being my only story as well. 
But okay, so moving on. So then they they go to find this Dr. Nagel. The one thing I will say about this is that everyone, while it was slow before and it's fast, it's almost a little too fast because I was like, Mm. not even clear. I was like, wait, what are we doing? Like, they're like going to see this doctor and I wasn't quite sure how that even like they got there. And I know that they explained it, but it was like, oh, things are happening really fast. But I prefer that over slow. So sure. Mm. They go to see this doctor. The doctor brings us back to Carly and the dying woman. We learn that she had called the doctor, but he says something like, not my pig, not my farm. Like he truly doesn't care there. It's Zemo and Bucky and Sam. And I think one of you mentioned that uh, Sharon gets the really cool. Mm, I mean, she's yeah. kicking everyone's ass mm-hmm. in this she scene. She is just like laying bodies out everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love to see it. It reminded me, I don't know if any of you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. It reminded me a lot of like Agent May and Bobby's fights that they would have. Mm. And I loved, I mean, I know that show could be hit or miss for some people, but I loved when they had the these two women as the heavy hitters and they were women of color as the heavy hitter oh you said bobby i'm sorry i'm thinking about um daisy right i was gonna say oop not not bobby Um, sorry (laughs) but yeah you know what i mean like for me that was like really cool and i liked that like and you're right consistently it was women who were the stronger fighters on that show because it was may and bobby and then it was may and daisy and like they got to have the very kick-ass fight scenes yeah and i and i like a show that's like you know, they're willing to be like, yeah, Sharon's cool. She didn't be on guard and beat up all these dudes while we like investigate the thing. I like that. I was wondering if, because now it feels like Sharon in the MCU is going to be very different. I mean, she was going to be very different regardless after Endgame, but I just thought they would never bring her back. Oh, no. But like, I, I wonder, I feel like they could almost do anything with her at this point in the MCU. Yeah. Because of like, she's not attached to Steve. S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't really a thing anymore. So I kind of am wondering, like when she had the batons, I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to like maybe give her a different character moniker and make her like she'll be one of the team eventually or something like that. I I really want them to continue her as her own character and continue the growth that she's had. Yeah. I don't want them to make a new Mockingbird. I'd rather have a Mockingbird that is like Bobby and not make necessarily like make her into it. It's kind of like how people kept saying that they were like, oh, Shuri's going to be Ironheart. I'm like, no, we can have two separate Um, legacies. What are you doing? Yeah. It just did not make sense. (laughs) It really did not. I was like, oh, we can't have two smart black girls. Please get it together. We have three actually. Don't don't forget Moon Girl. Like, come on. Yeah. (laughs) but i I like the the fact that she got the big fight scene here and it wasn't really bucky or sam like our two main characters it was like this woman that we hadn't seen in you know however many years from a movie and i liked her getting the big fight she soloed every mercenary in madripoor when she had the ability to summon backup and she chose not to to maintain her cover as just doing her best never mind she has a whole enterprise of employees and shit i love it (laughs) right and you know so they're investigating this doctor. He kind of gives them an info dump, but like it didn't really matter. I didn't really advance much of the plot, I don't mm. think. I think so. You, okay. <laughs> Jay has a counterpoint to everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Not. But um, so basically, he admitted that he had changed the, the original formula. It wasn't the same as Erskine's. He added stuff to make it less visible, mm-hmm. but it also is less effective because if you recall, Steve had multiple chronic incurable illnesses and the serum took care of everything, but the serum, which Carly has was not enough to heal tuberculosis do you remember what steve had on his uh list of reasons why he couldn't so the original formula could have cured her Mm, okay so this is them canonically saying it's not the same it's not as good right okay there will be consequences so that to me that was the plot point we were meant to get out of this so (laughs) 
Sharon kind of is like, okay, there are too many mercenaries. I gotta go in there and tell them we gotta go. Time's up. Mm-hmm. Because even though she's putting up a good fight, there's still like a lot of them. Yeah. She goes in. This was a little bit, I was like, mm, what are we doing? So Zemo shoots Dr. Nagel, mm-hmm. but they don't have time to pause on the like, what the fuck are you doing? Because someone blows up the lab. Everyone's fine. <laughs> it was a huge explosion. Everyone's fine. Very, it did feel very action movie, like you said, Adam, like kind of like late 90s. But like, I'm fine with that. Sure, blow it up and they're all cool. It's fine. But like, I mean, like, yeah. listen, I'm on board with it. I think it took those first few episodes to kind of switch those gears in my head because I have yeah. no comics frame of reference. I am only watching the movies and shows. So I was like, wait a minute. Okay. I was like so deep into WandaVision. It took me a while to be like, wait, yes, we're genre jumping a bit. So like there is a kind of a heightened bunch of everything else. And it was good. It definitely like, I mean, like it's one of those things where like in my action kind of movies, I don't super prefer this like super, super, super fast pace, especially since they have set the metronome rhythm as slower in the first two. So it was a little more unprepared. I think kind of Julianne, you were kind of maybe vibing on that same thing where it was going a little past through beats, but still, I think we got to get through story. Um, but yeah, it was it was feeling a little like video game cutscenes. It was feeling very like we got to go here, <laughs> we got to go here. I need I need you to but before I help you, you got to help me with my. It was it was a little how Mandalorian episodes are. <laughs> I, <love it. laughs> I will help you, but first you must come help me with my cousin who needs a, a thing. They need to. You. It was like yeah, like. I'm doing Zelda again right now, and it's very just like, yes, I will help you, but first you need to <laughs> bake my favorite cake using the following four ingredients that you will find in different parts of the map. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the, the the guys are immediately bickering. Zemo mm-hmm. runs off. Sharon, I like that Sharon even like calls it. She's like, are you doing this now because we're being shot at? And they're like wasting time bickering because what is it? One of them is like on my left, and the other one goes the other way. And oh my god, they're just like <laughs> they're doing that married squabbling. Yeah, I get a, a I, I like the bickering, but sometimes it's a little bit much. Where I'm like, all right, come on, come on. I want to like, see the outtakes where it's worse because you know this is the best take. uh bucky yells like you liked living here to sharon which it's like no dude she kind of was forced to go there but also she's not doing so bad she's got that nice mansion she's got she threw a party last night that you all attended you saw it was well received which gave us a wonderful new meme in the making of zemo dances to fill in the blank yeah Mm-hmm. Which I gotta remember to uh, use that to Agatha all along. I gotta make it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not done with her yet, yeah. <laughs> not yet. So they like do their actiony thing. We see that Zemo has put it back on his purple mask, mm-hmm. and I really thought this is like, oh, Zemo's gonna leave, and this is him like double crossing them. But no, he like kills a bunch of dudes, gets yeah. his car, and is like, all right, guys, come on, let's go. <laughs> I mean, this is also, I was talking about earlier about like the nuance in, in some of their villains is cause like even, but even though, you know, he did basically save them, you know, we saw during the questioning, you know, like he killed the doctor. Right. And that's not what he was supposed to do at all. Right. You know, that still speaks true to who we saw in Civil War and that he doesn't want any more of these soldiers. That's his main, even, you know, I mean, outside of, of course, when we get out of prison, it's like, I don't want them things running around here any more than you do. So let's go. And I think, but we still see how he's able, because even when, before he shoots the doctor and we see him sort of creeping around the lab and I was pretty sure I was like, oh, he's about to take some stuff he's not supposed to have. This is going to be <laughs> it. It's over. He played the game for 20 minutes. Now he's about to set it off. Um, and I still think, but I think the fact that so many, we, we all share this this mentality of like, oh, he's about to flip. 
we see it's in him to do so. And it's not that he won't eventually, whether it's in this show, maybe something future, but that like, he still has some sort of a motive here. And it, it could even just be that he wants them to trust him to at least a further extent than they currently are right now for whatever right. his reasons may be. But like, that don't mean the Zemo we've seen is not in there. He needs to be lovable in a sense, not just by us in, a, in sharing you know, fist pumping videos and, and we're going to you know, play into our favorite songs, but also an extent of he can't be so annoying to the both of them that they drop him at a dime. Right. Uh, but even what, even like the little snark remark he made on the jet when he says, if there's anything in there that smells, give it to them. He said it in, in Sokovian. Um, and it's like, this man can't be trusted. We understand it, but we're still going to enjoy the fist pumping videos, of course. But it's like, <laughs> something's about to flip. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's not quite there, but it's a little bit like Agatha where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, she's, she's, she's fucking everything up for Wanda, but like, she's so enjoyable to watch. I don't mind. Like. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> also, Wanda was kind of a mess before Agatha even showed up. So it's not right. like she really caused all of it. And again, the issues that Sam and Bucky are facing were going to happen regardless of Zemo. Zemo's helping them move things along. He's going to be a dick along the ride, but we getting further than we was going to get without his little voice. True. True. We, see, yeah. we see John Walker and them can't make heads or tails and nothing going on. So right. it's like, we know without him, we would not be here. So it's like, yep. you were needed. You're filling your part. We can't be mad now anyways. Yeah. I was loving that like, he had like, so like, is there, was I not following it correctly? Because I was like, I was like, oh, he put his mask on. He's about to do something. And then he did something. And then he immediately took it back off again. I was like, wait, is the mask on or off? He, he's yeah. a fear kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he had to get into character. <laughs> right. He was just like, okay, yeah, just for this moment. And then immediately flipped it back off again. So it was like, this is my killing mask. I put it on when I'm killing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> but so that brings us to like, so that scene ends. I thought it was very weird that Sharon left. It felt abrupt because I kind of thought like, oh, cool. Now she's. Now it's going to be the four of them doing hijinks for the rest of the show. But Sharon is like, nope, got to go. <laughs> and we do see her say to like this woman who is her driver that like they're in a, they have like a bigger problem. That's a, a assumption. I think she is serving as a driver right now, but she's probably more than that. Mm. Right, 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 right. It's just literally the person who's driving her car yeah. in this moment. And I wonder, I kind of liked the mystery there. I still wish Sharon would have been with them on for the rest of the show. Mm. Um, I know she'll pop up again, but I kind of would have liked the four of them because mm-hmm. I do feel like the thing the show has been missing is a more like there's been a lot of characters like Sam's sister who was really interesting, but then we didn't see her. You know what I mean? Then it was like her role got smaller and smaller. And then in this episode, she was just a phone call. I think that's like one of the things the show is missing is more of like a, uh, a stronger like group going through this because characters don't really stick around. But so then we get to Carly, we get her scene, we get like her blowing up the the building. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. But then we cut to uh, Johnny, John Walker, Cap and Battlestar. <laughs> and he he I, I was so annoyed that he was right because he is like, oh, they broke out Zemo and Battlestar is like, they wouldn't do that. And I'm like, damn it. I hate that the stupid man is right. Well, like, Sam wouldn't do it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sam didn't do it. It was just Buffy. <laughs> so. They're back and we learn that they're talking about destroying the shield. And I kept thinking of that drag race meme of Adam. Is it, is it Michelle Visage? Who's like, it's a piece of fabric. Yeah. It's, like, Michelle I kept Visage, yeah. Thinking, like, it's a piece of vibranium. Everyone relax. Like, 
I, I get that the shield is a symbol, but I kept thinking of it in the same way that like people think of like the American flag. And it's like, all right, relax. It is it is a shield. Like, I don't know. Um, well, there's two facets here. It's the shield. But between those two men in that room, it is the mantle. It is the trust of Steve Rogers. It is the friendship. It is the right. love. It is the, the compassion that they had for each other. And the thing that ties them together. And if, if you're Polly, these are two metamors mourning their hinge and talking about what legacy that, that he's going to leave them. Do you understand? Like, it's not just a shield to these two dudes. Come on now. Get it together. <laughs> that makes me very sad. <laughs> so it's more than a shield, especially to them, but to like everybody else, I get it. And I'm not even especially patriotic. Man, we should have stayed in Jamaica. We should never come here. But my point is that <laughs> I completely got that conversation. I think it right. needed to be had. And having Bucky express that desire to say, you know what? We're not going to let this asshole have it. If you yeah. won't take it, I will. Even though we know he's never going to be capping the MCU, in my opinion. But it's important for him to express that desire to have someone carry the flag for Steve if Steve can't be here. Yeah. And if Sam won't do it, Bucky sure as hell will. That was the best shout out to like Bucky Cap that I, as a Bucky Cap fan, could have gotten. I love that. that was <laughs> I also think, I also think, I mean, I'm reading between the lines with Bucky because I think Bucky is a beautiful, petty Scorpio who is uh, yes. who is like saying all this nice high talk of like, oh, we can't, the, the mantle of the, di-. I think he just doesn't like that guy and he wants oh, yeah, absolutely. to mess him up and take away his pretty little costume. And I just think he wants to mess that guy up. Yeah, I, I think there's, I think it's, yeah, I think that's what he's doing. Um, but I think, you know, it like also I was saying earlier about the stock that John Walker puts into that shield and, and this the whole moniker behind Captain America, mm-hmm. you know, we're not simply seeing someone who, you know, it'd be one thing like they got this, this this person who, you know, he's just doing his best. It's like, we know he's not Captain America, but he genuinely wants to help. But then there's this person, there's John Walker, who like kind of feels like it comes with it the minute you put it on. Hence mm-hmm. the don't you know who I am? It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know who you are. What you did? Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like I don't know you from nowhere. Um, so, it's, but, you know, and I think that's another annoying, we're seeing the stock that honestly everyone puts into it in, in, in it's different mm-hmm. ways with the characters. We see from episode one, you know, Sam puts stock into the shield. And in a way, I guess you could say he, he thinks it's supposed to stay with Steve, hence him getting yeah. it back. Yeah. And then we see the stock that Bucky puts into it and that it kind of symbolizes, you know, Steve's trust that Bucky, you know, you can be who I know you are to be. And I know that Sam can be, you know, the best person to carry out what I would do. Um, and so, you know, Sam giving it back to him, he, you know, it, it disagrees with his whole mentality behind that shield. And then we have John Walker who kind of feels like oh. I got the show now. So that means everyone's supposed to like me. And it's so, yes. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, I think what we're seeing here is different beliefs and values behind that shield and and so but regardless of how different sam and bucky feel about it what we definitely know is we definitely don't agree with this guy right here who has it mm-hmm. and so it's kind of just like <laughs> it's, it's like yeah it's just a shield but i think unfortunately it represents so much that getting it isn't really about yes i got this vibranium it's more so like see steve i got it i'm, I'm as good as you think i am or you know mm-hmm. i'm gonna be the best captain mark i can be or better yet I'm going to leave this with Steve so that when people think Cavs America, they're only thinking of him and not me. I'm just Falcon. That's all I want to be. But regardless, it's like, I know one thing's for sure. Whatever stock you're putting it in, it can't be with this guy. So we got to, you know, I'm I'm very much, I always refer to myself as the Bucky in my friendships. Like I'm very much, you know, let's take it. We'll figure out what we're going to do with it later. If we want to wrestle for it, thumb wrestle, we want to, you know, rock, paper, scissors, whatever. But I just know. He cannot have it. We cannot let this be. What kind of name is Battlestar? Can we just? Because I'm, I know we're from the comics, but still, it was just like 
when Bucky got out of the car, when he said his name, I was like, I feel you, Buck. I really, really, <laughs> really do. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Julian, what did you think? I very much feel like, yes, the shield represents a lot to other people. But I feel like with John, the shield is very much like he feels so much like, like we're back in high school and he's the second string quarterback or he's the understudy in the play or something like he treats it as if, oh yes, now I, the, you know, like the star quarterback got hurt, or the under, or, or the the lead in the, the play finally got hurt, and now I get to you know have the star role. And it's so much about just him being in this role, this spotlight that he never got to have. That I just I can't get behind it. While for me with Sam, it's like I get that, I get that you don't. Like you want to hold on to the shield and you want to because it means so much this friendship you have with this person, but you don't want to be the one to carry the mantle because Cap was already on this pedestal where he had to be like this ideal, you know, language, don't don't swear kind of person. Yeah. And that's not who Sam wants to be. <laughs> Sam doesn't want to have to step up on that pedestal. Yeah. I get yeah. I get that. Like the, who wants to take on that mental mantle, especially as a black person in this country. Um it just it it's not something I would want to do either where it's already I have to be perfect and you already see me for all these flaws just as who I am. I wouldn't want to step into it. So I get him wanting to, you know, be like, no, this is Steve's let him have that kind of thing. But it's just so it's interesting what this one piece of vibranium means to so many different people and the way it positively or neg- negatively affects each of them. It's, it's, it's so fascinating to me what a symbol can actually mean and do to other people. That's so great because like, yeah. it's, it's like, I think with, with John Walker, like, like you said, like it kind of makes, it does make me think about this kind of guy who is overcompensating. It makes me think, like, I keep thinking of the scene from um, Spider-Man Homecoming when Tony Stark is talking to Peter Parker, basically saying like, if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve this. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, Steve dropped that shield immediately when Tony told, you know, when the whole fight went down, he was like, if you take that shield. And when it came down to choosing between who he felt he truly was and he, you know, Tony said, well, then that, you know, you, that, that shield doesn't agree with you. He dropped it without a second thought and walked off with his friend and, you know, but that that scene wasn't just reminiscent of, you know, the very heartbreaking shit between uh, Tony and Steve, but also it was reminiscent of Steve being more than that shield. And yeah. that is where John Walker loses us because it's so very clear without that shield, without people calling you Captain America, you, as not, as not even, I don't even want to just say that you're no one, even though I he don't have very... Yeah, exactly. 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 It's like you, it's very, very clear that without it, you don't have, you know, so it's just like, dude, like. <laughs> he a cop outside his jurisdiction. Go home. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. He is a, he, he, he playing, yeah, he playing dress up. Really? That's it. That is it. I mean, even with the fact that he needed a gun so quickly in his first, Ew. you know, his, his first little mission that we saw anyways, it's like, and I'm not, not, I know there was a whole like debate about this on Twitter too. Like Steve has definitely used a gun before, mm-hmm. but like, it wasn't a, a, it wasn't a staple of his, the way right. John Walker yeah. very, very reliant on it. Um, and I understand that like, you know, he's, he's not a super powered anything to our knowledge. He's, and he's taken on several superpowered beings, but it was just like, so between the fact that we know you couldn't even do so much as know where you needed to go, you had to stalk Falcon to do that. Now you need a gun in order to even defend, you know, to do the bare minimum and you still got your ass beat. And then mostly all we saw you do, I mean, Bucky caught the shield like mid fight and just gave it back to him, right. which I know probably ate at him because he wanted to take that thing and run. But like, 
it just shows like it's not hitting. It's not hitting the way you think it is. <laughs> like so. <laughs> Honestly, I really do think that John Walker is a baseline human who's probably taking illegal steroids just to keep up. Mm. And it's going to come out that he is. And in a a, a franchise built on someone who took drugs, Mm. (laughs) if they make him look bad for that, I'm going to laugh because it's very hypocritical. Yes. We end on them. They're traveling to Latvia. Um, They're Bucky and Sam and Zemo are about to go into this place to talk to a contact. And Sam is, or Bucky is distracted and he's like, I'm going to go for a walk, which I feel like Sam would have been like, what the fuck? We're going to, for a contact. Like, you can't go for a walk. On top of the fact that people were just trying to kill us a few hours ago. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but so Sam goes because, or Bucky goes because one assumes that Bucky knows who is following him, yeah. right? That's the assumption I made. Like, he knows he doesn't want there to be a fight. And... Yeah, I don't know. I I liked this beat. Um, I liked that this was a surprise character um, that wasn't like announced previously. Wasn't like in the poster. I love that they used Bucky's time in Wakanda to show, oh yeah, he knows what a Kamoyo beat looks like and he knows exactly who's waiting. That was really cool. Yeah, I I like that. Julian, what'd you think of this end beat? I loved it. I, I, I loved just the, I, the whole time I was like, okay, all right, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? And then just it's like just like her showing up meant a lot to me. It meant a lot that they played the Wakanda music in the background. It was just like this moment, I guess, I don't know, maybe part of me still, you know, hurting over last year or whatnot. But it just brought me back to just this really great moment. And I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see what she's going to do. Hopefully for more than one episode. Uh, I don't know what her yeah. contract details or whatever, but I hope uh, that they really just like pursue this because yeah, it's like Zemo's been locked up for all this time, but we ain't forgot. We ain't forgot who we killed. We, you right. know, they ain't none of that. They ain't none of that dead to us. We just been biding our time, and now you to let you to let the tiger out the cage. Now we come in the hunt. So um, I'm really excited to see where that goes, and you know whether Bucky, you know mentally realizes that okay yes while i'm using this guy to to you know get these things done i still have to remember these people they pretty much saved my life you know they, they gave me back yeah. something and you know i i need to have that allegiance and whatnot so the conflict there i'm really interested in also yeah, yeah. uh ashley what'd you think um you know i've been thinking about it and i was just like i mean first off we, we've we've had several calls to wakanda throughout the series already um yeah. you know uh, bucky owning the white wolf uh moniker uh. when falcon <laughs> tries to joke about it he's like actually my name was white wolf get it straight i like that name i like that morning y'all call me winter soldier first of all i know who i'm in what i am when i'm in wakanda um and so you know we but we've had that and even in his therapy session when you know she talks about like his therapist is asking questions about people when he was happy and you know he had those years of calm in wakanda he was very he did not stutter you know he was very much about and even going back to the scenes um of of him in wakanda and we saw him you know helping little scenes of him like helping out um, and then his conversations with Shuri and things like that. But knowing when he has it. And I think, you know, even in the the battle, even though, yeah, he was happy to see Steve, it was very much about protecting Wakanda as Wakanda has protected him. Um, and even when, you know, we see the scene of like the aliens trying to get through and, and things like that. And he makes a comment about how much he loves this place. Um, so I say all that to say, we know Wakanda is very special to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, I'm interested in, in what route they take, but as as much as it might be a go-to of like, you know, an allegiance about, you know, is he going to give Zemo to them and things like that? I'd be curious to know if maybe this was his plan to begin with. You know, do we know if Wakanda mm-hmm. wanted Zemo to be imprisoned where he was? You know, did they have less of a say in it? Because 
of where he's from. You know, I would imagine you kill the king of Wakanda. They probably don't want you in prison. They want you dead. So, you know, like and right. he relates to that in a sense of, you know, Zemo has played a part in, in his grief as well. So I'd be interested to see what the true is like, is, is the plan really that they're making it up as they go along? Or did he, you know, get Zemo out because it's like, I know Wakanda wants you and I'm going to use you no. for what I need. You don't think so? Yeah. I mean, if T'Challa wanted him dead, he'd have been dead right there on that damn mountaintop. True. <laughs> but like, <laughs> the entire ability to kill him right there. He wanted him to live with what he had done because that's harder. Mm-hmm. Quote, like direct quote. <laughs> well, so I guess we're at the end now. I'm going to get everyone's ratings. Uh, Ashley, what was your favorite scene? Um, I'm going to give it to Sharon. I'm going to give okay. it to Sharon um, beating up the mercenaries. You know, honestly, just seeing her back, of course, was really great. I'm excited for what her story is going to be next. But definitely her basically single-handedly taking everyone out. You know, I guess if anyone had forgotten what she is capable of, <laughs> uh, we definitely got our reminder. And so I'm really grateful that they they gave her that moment and didn't just let her be, just be simply part of the team, but someone who can hold her own, as I imagine we're about to see a lot more of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julian? I have a scene and a moment but uh, (laughs) my scene is it's sharing related also but it is definitely um when she drags sam and bucky for the things that they've constantly preached and believed in and whatnot and saying uh, the things that she said uh, that for me was just such a wonderful character development moment they did it just in such a way that you know her dragging them also showed that listen i've come to my own realization about you know where I put my allegiance and where I put all of my energy. And if it doesn't return it to me, then I shouldn't, you know, keep doing that. So I love that. And then mm-hmm. there was this one moment when in the bar, when after Bucky had, you know, just destroyed everybody, Sam puts his hand on his shoulder and says, are you okay? And that for me, just like, I was so emotional after that. Cause it's like, he's recognizing that someone has having to revisit the trauma that they've continuously been through in order to mm-hmm. move along this mission that they're on or move along, you know, whatever they're trying to figure out. And it's like Sam recognizing, but you had to step back into something that you've been trying to get away from um, in order to do this. And just asking, are you okay? It's like, it was such a huge thing for me. So those are my two, my like one and a half things. Okay. Uh, Jay, what was your favorite scene? Well, they've already been mentioned, so I had a third. <laughs> it's okay. We, we allow for samesies. No, no, no. I think that it's important to show different perspectives and stuff, so it, it's, it's cool. I really liked the bit of personality we got to see from Sebastian Stan as Bucky when he's <laughs> telling... When he's telling Sam that he's already broken Zemo out of prison without saying that he's already done it, because it's kind of like a Xanatos gambit where you're like, it's already happening, but I'm just going to tell you my plan anyway. <laughs> and just the, their banter to me is my, my my favorite thing about about this whole series. And that scene was just again perfect use of timing, perfect use of like the length of the episode, and the fact that it was so smoothly filmed as we're watching this like carnage take place in the in the prison, and, and we're watching Zemo get out, and we're watching Sam look more and more confused and in complete disbelief that this has happened while he's in some strange location and Bucky still ain't telling where the hell they're at. That was just so funny to me. And people were like, well, that cut out some stuff. We didn't see how Zemo told Bucky where to meet him at. And I'm like, y'all don't need to be doing all of this. Come on now. Like, (laughs) Bucky knows how to use a computer. They have figured out GPS. He has found his way there. We're we're moving on now. We don't need everything to be spoon fed to us. Right? 
<laughs> true, true. Yeah, so I just like it for like all that. Adam, what was your favorite scene? Uh, I, honestly, like it's a little moment. It's not as like emotional as the other ones, but um, I just I like Sam trying to drink that really freaky snake drink. <laughs> I think that was that was when I was the most like okay, I'm having a good time watching the show. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's totally fair. Cause I, my favorite scene, I put like everything in Madripoor. Cause I, I just liked, it was like a, a good setting. They, I thought they did a job of a good job of like giving it the look, you know, we got people were saying how like, uh, you know, the princess bar was a bar that Wolverine frequented and, I don't know. I like I like that shit. I like I also like a reference that doesn't matter. Like, okay, it's a reference to comics, but also it's fine if you don't get it. Like, that's the kind of Easter egg reference I really like. But definitely, I would say the like Sharon fight into the like post lab being blown up fight. I liked that like long scene. Mm. What would everyone like to see moving forward, uh, Julian? I would love to see more Sharon. <laughs> I, I I need to I need them to explore more into you know what's happening with her and what her motives are. Um, I, I love that. Gosh, I'd like to see. Can I say I'd like to see less of John Walker? Is that is that? Like, I would just yeah. like to focus. This is a safe space to say Don't that. Say we all. <laughs> yeah. Like this is just it takes away so much from these two characters who are trying to like rebuild their lives and you know they're on this journey to I guess another point in their life of self-discovery and whatnot. And I just feel like every time we, we, you know, cut to John Walker, it's just like, this man ain't going nowhere with his life. Why, why are we giving him all this attention? There's no growth <laughs> happening here. It's not going to be any growth happening here. Oh, um, yeah. I would like less right. of him. Is that possible? That's very fair. Uh, Jay, what would you like moving forward? I would like to see more about the black experience in America. That's not about poverty. Cause there's more to us than just that. It frustrated the hell out of me that the most we got on, like, what is Sam's life really like? Well, his sister is broke. Okay. And like, <laughs> so I want to really get into like his actual like day to day when he's not doing missions or like, you know, trying to pay the rent mm -hmm. or being profiled by police officers. That too. Lord Jesus. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of like Sam Wilson like, as a person. Like where, where does, where does Sam live? Right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know the most basic. Like, wow. <laughs> Ashley, what would you like to see moving forward? Well, on the comment of of John Walker, I mean, we know that eventually Sam gets the shield back. Um, if we could rush that, if we could hurry that on up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know that John and Battlestar are about to um, do some off the book, as they refer to it, stuff, because they know Zemo is no longer in prison. I am hoping that comes to bite them in their ass, because if they're doing it off the book, that means they're not going to have the really big ass army that they usually come with that honestly usually is, you know, like all the, the, you know, the first time we saw them in battle, they had a helicopter, bring them in all the, they're not going to be able to use those smoke and mirrors. So it'll be, I'm really interested to see. I mean, I'm more so interested because I think it's going to lead to them getting their asses beat and I would like to see that. <laughs> and then next to that, definitely of course, IO and, and the role she's going to play here. Um, I'm hoping it's not only for one episode, even though of course I don't want anything taken away from the main story but, you know, to, I mean, I, I would love to get more of the White Wolf's connection to Wakanda outside of what we got to see in the films. But, of course, really see, like, what is she there for? Is it simply to get him back in prison or is it something else? I mean, I, yeah, my mind is mostly on, like, I need John Walker gone. Um, I'll, I'll even, <laughs> I'll even if, like, barter with them. I'm willing to keep Battlestar. If, 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 you know, like, we can keep, you know, we can keep him somewhere. But just, we gotta, we, he gotta, he gotta go. He's, he's gotta go. That's my main, my main thing. <laughs> Uh, Adam? Listen, I think 
yeah, all of this, this all seems like completely great. I, I really want that therapist, but I thought that therapist was going to be in every episode that kind of, kind of situation. Me too. So I, I, I was, was I, great, yeah. I want her back. I want, you know, uh, feel like shit. Just want her back. Um, I like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, I think like we're going in that good direction. I really just want them to like, I like the energy we're bringing in this episode. I like the momentum. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous at how quickly they're blowing through stories beats so i'm like i'm i'm hoping yeah. it doesn't continue to because every one of these things is so interesting this this one episode contained like five different interesting things there could have been an entire episode yeah. so yeah. i'm a little nervous i'm like oh don't rush through this like i like even with with, with the, the condon story like i'm like i hope we sit in that a bit and don't just have it be really quick and then we move on can i right, actually yeah. make a, another comment yep um i also am hoping we get to go back to isaiah bradley yeah yes because that was blown through so fast I yes feel like it was just a it was a yeah it was a whirlwind it was that's like a 100 a must yeah yes <laughs> and it, it on one hand it feels inevitable but going back to even the comments that we just heard about how they're just going through things i understand it's a short season but I am hope I mean, and we've already had a callback from the doctor in this episode because they used he he was able to remake this well remake a serum he was able to make a serum off of you know right. how mm-hmm. uh, Bradley being tested he was basically turned into a test subject and you know uh, bring in a bit of comic book knowledge even though it's it's been it's been talked about amongst uh, the Marvel community about how his grandson is someone who goes on to have a story of his own if you wanted to check yeah. it out. Yes. Um, but I'm definitely hoping that's not something we have to wait for. And I'm not, not saying we need to dive into his grandson's story, but definitely I, I hope we, we get to have a, a, a moment back to that, both as, as we are also talking about, you know, definitely things need to be made up for Sharon. That is definitely someone thing needs to be made up for too yeah. as well. If yeah. Sam is not fighting for reparations for Isaiah Bradley, who is Sam even? Exactly. <laughs> right. no, seriously, seriously, seriously. If when he takes his behind over there to talk about Sharon, Isaiah Bradley's name better come up too d- deep, like you know. But yeah, I do hope. But I, even beyond just reparations, I want I want to hear more about his story. Whether that's even maybe a flashback to that fight between Bucky and Isaiah, and then you know Ooh, yeah. just a bit more deeper into what it was for him to be Captain America in any way. I think that's important to Falcon's story. You know, like mm-hmm. we know he gave up the shield, but if he's going to be it in the future in any way or even think about it, how can you not go and talk down to some talk to someone who was right. technically in those shoes? So yeah. I hope they don't just give us that glimpse and think that's all they need to do. Um, so I'm hoping we go back to that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm my kind of I kind of have the same thing Adam has is that they, they were so fastly moving through the beats. Because now I'm because in the first two episodes I was like oh this is moving a little slow and that was like a complaint but now I'm like ooh but like a lot of these beats I felt like we could have like we could have spent two episodes in Madripoor or like having Sharon just like abruptly leave like I felt like a lot of that was like ooh we could have fleshed there were so many mm. interesting plot points in this episode that could have been fleshed out I I wouldn't again like you said Adam I don't want them to like have the like Wakanda wanting Zemo that not be like a 10 minute beat in the next episode. And that's right. like, I hope that that's like a, we sit in it, we get the like fleshed out story, but again, we only have what three episodes left. So I know. And I'm, I'm like, I'm yeah. Like I'm, I, f- I feel like they'll do the Wakanda stuff. Well, but like, I like, I think Wakanda is, is a place that like, it's one of the few things that we haven't really gotten much insight into yet as far as how they were affected by the blip. Yeah. Um, like yeah. we didn't really, we didn't, uh, spend much time with the during, uh, Endgame, And obviously we, we lost 
um, Chadwick Boseman last year. So I think I think definitely like there's been a lot of like how were they affected? How what's happening right now over right. there? Um, you know what like we exactly what is she here to do um, with Simo? So I think that's so interesting that I'm just the way they've been speeding through everything. I'm like, oh, guys, I hope you spend more than 15 minutes on it. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to grade the episode. Uh, Jay, what grade do you give the episode? B. Okay. Uh, Ashley? B plus. Julian? Yeah, I'm B plus. Adam? B plus over here. I'm also a B plus. <laughs> uh, thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening. If you like Slayer Fest 98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you want to follow us on social, we are on we are on all platforms, including now TikTok at SlayerFestX98. You can support us on Patreon, which helps keep the podcast going. We get access to three to four monthly patron exclusive episodes a month and if you want to follow me on social i am at enx carlos ashley where can everyone find you i am ashley k smalls on twitter and instagram and you can also visit my blog brooklynblurred.com and jay where can everyone find you i am at that jay justice t-h-a-t-j-a-y-j-u-s-t-i-c-e on facebook twitter tumblr instagram discord twitch I stream every Tuesdays, drawing some comic art, and my website is jjustice.net. Come and admire all my many accolades and video game credits. <laughs> nice. Uh, Julian, where can everyone find you? And where can they buy your book? Oh, yeah, my book. Do I have one of those? <laughs> I guess. On Twitter, you can find me at Julian W underscore writes. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Winters Julian. Um, you can go to my website, julianwinters.com, no www. Um, and you can get my books on everywhere, I guess. Get them everywhere. <laughs> get them. Or my website has links to um, all the different places you can go, including my local independent bookstore if you want to get it from there. Cool. Cool. And Adam, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Adam Sass on Instagram at it's Adam Sass, or you can go to my website, adamsassbooks.com to get information on my debut, Surrender Your Sons, which is available everywhere. And uh, my upcoming work's coming in 2022. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.